In today's episode, we take a look at what it takes to overcome immense adversity, including addiction, defying the odds, and the courage it takes to step up and into your true authentic self. We'll meet Karen Vale, police officer, life and confidence coach, and extraordinary human who shares her incredible story of breakthrough and resilience. She'll share how she found the courage to be her true self and how she overcame so much when it seemed so much was stacked against her. And be sure and listen all the way to the end as Karen shares her most valuable piece of advice for breaking through and becoming your true, authentic self. Welcome to another episode of the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. The podcast all about inspiring you to live a happy, healthy, and purpose-driven life. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. I swear I, I say this every episode. I'm the luckiest person on the on the planet. I get to meet and interview and talk to so many awesome, awesome, awesome people and experts from all over the world. And today is no different. I'm so excited because we have coming to us from Canada, Karen. Karen, how are you today? Hi, Brad. Thank you uh, for having me. Karen from Canada. Yeah. As I shall <laughs> forever be known as. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, Karen, we were talking off camera, and the reason I wanted to to bring you on today, I've kind of been following you on Facebook for, gosh, I think almost a year now. Mm-hmm. And we were we were talking; it's taken about a year to coordinate our schedules to get you here. But you have such an incredible story from you know overcoming the excuse me, defying the odds, overcoming adversity, like like you mentioned about addiction. Um, some eating disorders you had, uh, stepping into your authentic self, your potential, uh, becoming a first responder, all of that stuff. And what I really want to ask you about today is I'm big now really encouraging people to just be you, be your authentic self, be that person that you were meant to be. And you're someone who is a living, breathing example of that. So I want to kind of start there and, and you know, who is Karen Vale? And did, did I pronounce your last name right? I yes, yes, that. you okay. did. <laughs> um, I sh- who is Karen Vale? And how, how did you become the person that you are? How did you have, and this is really important, how did you have the courage to step into your true authentic self? Because you faced a lot of adversity uh, in your day, not just becoming a first responder, but in so many other things. So where where did your courage come from? All of this stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit talking and turn it over to you now. <laughs> You know, actually, I think it probably started with anger. Um, You know, the first place of being my authentic self was is learning to be out in an anti-gay world. Mm -hmm. It was the 80s. um, And, you know, I thought there was something wrong with me. And I was angry, pent up, that type of stuff. And what I found out was, no, there was nothing wrong with me. I was just gay. At least that's what I thought. But then I found out everybody else still thought there was something wrong with me. And they weren't quite happy about my uh my my being out but you know I never went back on that decision um if you think about you know denying yourself a part of yourself um for me there was no question about it and I use that to try and change the world around me by you know showing people that you know who I am like for example gay pride day in toronto started in 1982 and i came out in 84 i was very young at 19 years of age so it was a thing of uh, back then it was it was political it was to show people that there were more than just one of us you know um and we used to have coming out parties and things like that but there was something very freeing about being me and not hiding 
Um, a lot of people weren't able to do that and didn't. Jobs they'd lose, apartments, there was absolutely no protection back then. If you think back in the day, there was no protection against um, uh, uh, homophobia. Um, you know, they could deny you jobs, fire you, this type of stuff. So that's the first probably step that I took towards being me um, and who I was. And my family was kind of flip-flop about it. My mother had a really hard time about it. We'll take a short break from the podcast to hear this message about my new online community, Rediscover You. The one thing that we all have in common is that we all want to live the best possible life. We all yearn to find our purpose in life, to live that life of passion and fulfillment, and rediscover who we really are. The truth is, most of us don't know how to do this, and we don't know how to get out of our own way. Our mindsets, fears, insecurities, and self-doubts prevents us from reaching our full potential. If you are someone who yearns to break through and rediscover your authentic self, find your purpose, and live that life of fulfillment, then join my new online community, Rediscover You. Rediscover You is helping people just like you explore their passions, find their purpose, rediscover their authentic self, and live their best life. Inside Rediscover You, you will learn the tools, skills, and strategies that I have implemented in my own life, as well as with many of the clients I have worked with, to help them rediscover their authentic self, find their purpose, and live their best life. From understanding your purpose, to knowing who you are, or what you want your life to be about, you will get it all inside Rediscover You. Join me inside the Rediscover You community. And now back to our podcast. Okay. My father was very supportive and he kind of went to the, the, the gay store where all those censored books were to read and find out about what it was like being gay. But I felt very ostracized and ended up pretty much street involved at that time. You know, oh, wow. living in yeah, living out of a van, not feeling like I belonged anywhere or that I had a home. It was a very uh, un unfortunate time, the coming out process for me. But um, it was my first lesson in like trying to get in touch of who I am and be true to myself. How, how are you? Let me let me ask you this, because obviously, especially in the early 80s, and it sounds like the, the culture for coming out was similar in Canada and, and the United States in terms yeah. of being ostracized and, and things like that. How did you find the courage to do this, to overcome all of that? Where, where did the strength come from that somebody somewhere, whether they're still in the closet or even in a different aspect of life, like their, their heart is telling them to do this, but society is telling them to do something completely different. And they're listening to society and saying, I don't have the strength. I don't have the courage to do what I'm meant to do, to be who I'm meant to be. How, how did you do that? That's just so incredible. You know, it, it really, I think it was anger, to be quite frank. It was, you know, I came from okay. a childhood, a childhood trauma. There was a lot of anger. It it evolved, it evolved into drugs, alcohol, self, self injurious behavior, eating disorders. So there was all this mixed up stuff. And so it came, it was activism. It's what I understood. I, I embraced feminism in that idea and had a lot of uh, women that were showing me that it was okay to be a feminist, for example. And part of that was embracing ourselves, but it was a very angry uh, type of thing. I was kind of like, you, I'm gay. You don't like it, get lost. You know, like um, get used to it. Here we are. So 
in that way, was it courageous? Yes, uh, especially when the AIDS epidemic came and people were terrified um, of right. what could right. happen. And we didn't know whether you could catch it, you know, um, no, by breathing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, but at the same time, I think it was the anger um, which propelled a lot of that. And as I healed, it became more natural um, just to accept and be OK. And, you know, society started to change. And well, society didn't just start to change, but some of the ac actions and activities that I have been involved in, I started to witness changes in, in society. And you mentioned heal, like what, what can you expand on that a little bit? Like you, you learn to accept yourself and embrace yourself. Is that kind of what you mean or? Yeah. So I ended up with, um, in, in an agency that was gay positive during the time when nobody was. So, which meant that you could be at work and be out. Um, it was, it was a group home with helping young women, uh, deal with a lot of sexual abuse from their past and the behaviors that they were currently exploring. And so they gave us, our um, rights uh, to our partners, you know, what it benefits and things like that before any of that was allowed. And that was a very nurturing um, place for me. It was the first place that said I was okay to be gay and to be out. Uh -huh. And that's where I started to heal. And I was able to be with young people and teach them that, you know, we're not the stereotypes of pedophiles and this or that or the other. And they started to see me as somebody that they would respect and feel safe with. So that all became a very um, healing process for me. Okay. And, and along the way, you mentioned about drug addiction and, and things like that. Is that, as you began this healing process, is that how you were able to break through and break free of some of these addictions and other things? Absolutely. I, um, I think it was 20, 21, 22 when I first, when I recognized that it was destroying my life. And that for me, there's, you know, the jail, the sanitariums or death is what they were, they, they say happens when you continue down that road. And I didn't think it was going to reach the age of 20. And uh, it was a wow. very fast lane. And when I passed the age of 20, there was this little voice and said to me that I was going to live until 120 and it, every day was going to feel like this. <laughs> and I realized I wasn't going to escape, you know, jail or sanitariums if I didn't do something. So I ended up in the 12 step program of Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, it saved my life. It switched everything for me. But, you know, the biggest thing was, is I wanted sobriety. I wanted, I walked into the, one of those rooms and, you know, you, you look on, on the internet now and it's it can't tell you what the experience is like but i walked into a room full of people that were supposed to be like me street involved drug addicted this type of stuff they were laughing and there was this aura about them and all i knew was whatever they had i wanted it and i believed that if i did what they did i would get it and that gave me hope and with that hope, I worked these 12 steps, which are, you know, it's get right with yourself, get right with God, get right with others. Oh. And, and that was the beginning. Like, you know, where I am today is an evolution of, I don't want to say my age, but 30 years. You know, it's, there's an old saying, you can't be 10 years sober without going through 10 years of sobriety. And it's kind of like this, where I am today and my authenticity and how I feel about myself and my confidence and my freedom didn't evolve as you know overnight it takes years of work and going through yeah it's taken me 14 years to to find myself to to discover who i am what would you say i'm just curious to someone who is struggling to 
to step into their true authenticity, either in a, in a coming out type situation or even like a regular situation. Um, and I hate to, to use that word because it's all regular. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, a, a, a situation like mine, I guess. You know, I think I think there's a difference between women and men in how we talk to ourselves, you know, how we're socialized, what we would believe things and and things like that. And for women, I think that we have um, that inner voice inside of us is very harsh and very critical. And I think that the first thing we have to do is get in touch with that because we can't become who we want to be when we have like when you're looking in the mirror and you say, I love myself. And there's a little voice that says, no, you don't. You're fake. Yeah. yeah, You know, there's making too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's an incongruity there, and you have to fix those incongruities, you know. And that's what I found is is I, I mean I I have literally worked with thousands of women, I will thousands between you know AA sponsorship, the group homes, and women that I dealt with for years and years, mm-hmm. the ones that it was leadership over, you know, the ones in coaching today, thousands of women. And I would say that the single thing that halts us or, 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 or holds us back is that little critical voice inside of us and many women don't even know what it exists or don't hear it or hear it all the time and we have to change those messages that you know we take right in and it goes into our subconscious then we make that the truth is that kind of like the inner critic kind of what yeah. you're talking about a, yeah. a little bit and and yeah. so you obviously had a, an inner critic voice then and you mentioned okay taming it um how do we tame? How do we tame? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the million dollar question, I guess, right? That's why we hire people like you, I guess. Yes. Um, I would love to say that mine went away, but it didn't. It becomes quieter. It becomes softer. It becomes gentler. But I'll tell you something. You lock me away for a week with nothing to do in a room sitting there. Oh, it's going to come out pretty loud, oh, you know? Wow. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of a a daily thing that you kind of have to do it becomes easier as you go along but it's changing your messages like you know I will be soft and gentle with myself I used to say oh you're an idiot and now it's kind of well that was really silly Karen you know like as if I was talking to a child toning Um, down a little bit yes it's just making but those changes are huge for somebody. So how can I be who I want to be and where I want to go when my thoughts, and remember our thoughts kind of lead to our feelings, but our thoughts, that's how we manifest our world, right? That's what you see in the world. That's who we become. And if I'm sitting there and I'm trying to, to guide myself somewhere, but there's this inner self that says, you're no good. You won't be able to do this. And it's constantly chattering. Remember we have 70,000 thoughts a day. And you know, if it's chattering all this negative stuff, it's no wonder you know, we're not living our authentic light, our, our authentic selves, because a lot of us are just afraid of being being found out that we're a fraud, you know, because that's what we think about ourselves anywhere we go or where we're interacting. At least that's the way it was for me. Yeah, I'm sitting here. Even for a man, I, I had a lot of those exact same things. My and for me, I had to go subconscious, you know, my, my mind, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough and, and all of that. And I had to, to break through some of that stuff. Is this kind of what I, I know we were talking off camera a little bit too. You, you're a confidence coach also. Is this kind of what some of the things that led you to be a confidence coach and what, what does that, I guess, entail? Well, really what, what, what I'm trying to help people do is have freedom. And this is going to sound really strange, but I used to run with a group of women and we were all in our thirties to forties and they were all straight and had kids and they lived their lives 
as a mother, as a wife, you know, as the dog sitter, as the grandparent. And there was this, this thing that I noticed that they didn't live their life for them. They lived it for other people. And here I've been gay and I didn't have children. I, you know, you don't, you don't have, there is some freedom. There was some freedom for me in being gay in that I didn't have the same responsibilities to other people. You know, it made it harder having long-term relationships. I mean, I have been in one, but it made it long, it made it stronger, but I lived, honestly, I lived most of my adult life for me, by me, without a lot of necessary concern or consideration for others. Okay. And so I realized I had a freedom that they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I had like I had the freedom to make a decision to quit my job and turn left and go into another career. They didn't have that for God's sakes. They couldn't even not have a Thanksgiving dinner. Their kids were freaking out about them not having a Thanksgiving dinner, you know? And and I realized I, you know, I was free and I wanted to teach them how to be free. You know, to look instead of their label, and we all have labels, you know, and most of them were mother first. And then wife was way down here. And I'm like, well, well, when the kids leave the the nest, you're gonna have a problem if wife was way, way down here. Oh. You know, but how do you bring yourself up there too? So that you're also in the top three. You just mentioned to be free. You teach people to be free. What what is your definition yeah. of free? Well, um, there's lots of different definitions, but having the confidence is, is one of the, the reason why I go to the confidence is because that's what people can grasp and understand. And you can't have freedom till you have confidence, but freedom is about feeling free from obligations. Like I know people who have taken kids in because they felt they had to rather than because they wanted to. And guess what? Yeah. It's not that, you know, like a family member died. It's, it's not that good for the kid. And there were others that were like, I want this child. I'll take them in. So like obligations um, to put yourself first, to live for yourself, freedom of choices of your mind, no regrets, no resentments, you know, um, to be optimistic. That's a freedom in itself. People have a really hard time with that. Um, to have faith, to be authentic. You know, it's for me, I know people talk about time, freedom, and that, but for me, it's all freedom of the mind. You know, I I don't want to get to the end of my life and have regrets. And so that to me is a freedom. Living today and making sure you don't have those, whether it's, you know, speaking up when you need to, speaking up for yourself, or it means apologizing and recognizing when you need to change a relationship. It's a freedom also to be very authentic and real in a relationship. People are afraid of that nowadays. It's really interfering with intimacy. And you're not. That's why I wanted to have you on, on the podcast also. You're not afraid of that. You're not afraid of being authentic. Let me let me ask you this. This is something I, I, I promote, I guess, a lot on my Facebook page about living your best life. And you are a shining example of that. What What is your secret sauce in all, all of this? What What are you doing or who are you being that, that others are not doing or being? Well, I think, I think, I think people sometimes think struggle means that it's wrong. Right. Oh yes. I'd agree. You know? Yeah. And, it's and bad. it, yeah. Yeah. And they label it that way. And it's yeah. just an experience. And, you know, you have to go through the struggles. Like I remember when I became a police officer, I was, I was 42 years old for God's sakes in boot camp, you know, That's with crazy. all these 20, 20 yeah. year olds, 
And it was hard. And I'm back in school. I haven't been in school for 20 years, for God's sakes. And we're in school from like seven in the morning till three in the afternoon. I have to do homework. Anyway, and it was so hard. And I missed my family because I was away from them. I, I missed everybody. And 20-year-olds nowadays are very, very young too, like really young. So, And I, I'm living with them. And, you know, I remember people saying, oh, well, it's so hard. Maybe it's not supposed to be for you. And it's like, I never dealt it. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And that's, and I always say that it, you know, builds our confidence. Mm. We teach people now that if they feel uncomfortable or they feel unsafe, don't do it. But you don't build anything by yeah, avoiding that point. stuff. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a good way of looking at struggle is that struggle is not, and kind of what I said on my Facebook post this morning is how you think about something. If you're thinking about whatever it is as a struggle, then your body and your nervous system is going to perceive it as that. But if you think about it in a different way, like, Hey, this is like what I said, shaping me, molding me. Uh, This is training me to grow into my next phase of my life. Uh, then it becomes an entirely different story. You obviously, I love your story of becoming a police officer. That that's what you did. Are you still a police officer yes. today? Or yes, you are. Okay. Yes. How yes. how long have you been on the force then? Fifteen years. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That is well, congratulations. Thank wow. you. Thank you. That is crazy. And do you still have to do the physical fitness type? Stuff? Oh God, no. Thank you. Oh, no. Okay. I I I couldn't do it. I had to do it. I think six times over two years, I had to maintain a certain physical ability. And uh, yeah, when going in at 42 was hard enough, hanging on to it for the two years after was good enough. So it does mean there are opportunities that I'm not able to do because I, you know, I I can't meet that criteria. So like the bicycles and things like that, I can't uh, meet the criteria to do that fitness part. So it's just something I, I never did. Well, just I'm also curious too, and, and I mentioned before, I'm going to have you back because there's so many different angles to to your experiences and everything, but you're also a life and mindset coach. How did you get involved with that? Is that something you do on the side in addition to a police officer yeah. then? Yeah, it's um, it's actually life and mindset, but more the confidence coach is what I what I kind of uh, cue to. Yes. So basically, um, I had an incident that uh, I had a... Um, uh, illness that took me off the road. I was I've been nine one one. I love the nine one one kind of whoop whoop whoop. You know, lights and sirens. Okay. That's what I love. Um, so it took. I, I I developed diabetes and I was having problems with my blood sugar on the road. So they couldn't have me out there. It became dangerous. So they put me inside with a desk and a computer and phoning people. You know, to say, oh, is the noisy party still there? You know, all this type of stuff. So the fact of the matter is, is I realized that since I was 27, I've worked with people, whether it was a counselor, whether it was a 911 responder, which is a counselor in a moment. You know, Um, I really loved being a part of people's problems. We'll take a short break from the podcast to hear this message about my new online community, Rediscover You. The one thing that we all have in common is that we all want to live the best possible life. We all yearn to find our purpose in life, to live that life of passion and fulfillment, and rediscover who we really are. The truth is, most of us don't know how to do this, and we don't know how to get out of our own way. Our mindsets, 
fears, insecurities, and self-doubts prevents us from reaching our full potential. If you are someone who yearns to break through and rediscover your authentic self, find your purpose, and live that life of fulfillment, then join my new online community, Rediscover You. Rediscover You is helping people just like you explore their passions, find their purpose, rediscover their authentic self, and live their best life. Inside Rediscover You, you will learn the tools, skills, and strategies that I have implemented in my own life, as well as with many of the clients I have worked with, to help them rediscover their authentic self, find their purpose, and live their best life. From understanding your purpose, to knowing who you are, or what you want your life to be about, you will get it all inside Rediscover You. Join me inside the Rediscover You community. I'm really looking forward to seeing you inside there. And now back to our podcast. And I really miss that. So um, somebody mentioned to me, why don't you look at coaching? And I, I started to think about it. And really, you know, I'm a counselor. I, I, I've got my counseling. I've got my event counseling, that type of stuff. Uh, to, you know, 911 crisis responder, you know, suicide prevention, all that type of stuff. And it's like, it it all falls in line. And so I started the coaching and it's like, oh, it, it fills me. It fills me more now probably than than anything because my job that I'm doing nine to five, I'm not getting involved with people in the same way. And I did miss that. And I love this. I, you know, I help people change their lives. Um, I mean, what better job could you have in the world? And you must, you experience that too, Brad, I'm sure, you know? I, I got one just the other day. Yeah. It, uh, and, and I, I get it a lot and I'm kind of becoming numb to it, which is probably not good, but it's like, oh yeah, here's another good compliment. I was like, oh, but, but uh, Karen, you've had such an incredible life. Let me ask you this. What's like been one of the, the biggest lessons take home from your journey uh, that you could share with our, our audience here? Well, it, all crises become the no, new normal. Okay. So it's kind of like when something comes at us and we feel overwhelmed and like it's going to gobble us up and we're never going to be able to make it through. You know, there's a saying that people say, God doesn't give you more than what you can handle. But mm -hmm. what I've learned is, is that it becomes a new normal at the time. It's a crisis and you feel like you can't handle it and everything. But two weeks later, you've now adjusted to it and it's more normalized and you're okay. So you just have to remember you can get through and past it. I've heard that saying, and, and sometimes people say, I wish God wouldn't have so much faith, faith in me to handle, to handle so much. But uh, what would the Karen, let me ask you this question, I'm curious, what would the, the Karen of it, because there's there's people listening right now who are where you were 20 you know, plus years ago, 30 years ago, or something, what would the, the new, motivated, empowered, confident Karen, who is a first responder, police officer uh uh in canada there what would you tell your younger self about anything what advice i guess would you give your younger self believe in yourself yeah. i think there were times along the way that it was really hard to do mm -hmm. you know and you asked me like what keeps you going on this and you know yeah. it's always it's a it's a trust don't give up before the miracle happens that's a tough one i struggle with that's yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's even one. I, I've been doing this for, like I said, 14 years. That's one yeah. with that. I want to throw in the towel and the next day something incredible happens. Yeah. 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 But isn't that what faith is, though, really? It's like yeah. doing it without without any evidence, you know, to keep going. So, so they're the kind of things that... Uh, like right now, there are times that I hang on with my nails, you know, kind of like, uh, where is this going? Is it going when, you know, I'm looking at things and it's it's kind of like that's when I have to remember, you know, faith, but that belief in self, you know. Is that what I'm, I, I'm so many questions I have and just want to keep this conversation going uh, forever. But what what is that what motivates you now? Um or, or what, what motivates you to to keep going, even when your nails are, like you said, barely hanging on or something? Yes, because I have a history of it proving that things will always work out for me. Like there's things that I believe it'll always work out. It may not look the way that I wanted or thought it would, but it'll always work out. I have evidence that everything will be okay and that it's been okay in the past. Yeah. You know, so it's having those types of evidence. You know, the one thing I've learned is my mind will tell me I'm the floor will open up and I'm going to die in that moment. Oh. And you know, that that could be as simple as, you know, confronting a boss. The first time I did it, I thought I was going to die. And when I got through it, you know, I, I was able to say, I'm like, see, you're a liar. That wasn't true. And now I have history. So the next time I face that and my brain says, you're going to die. It's like, no, I'm not. I made it the last time and this isn't as bad. Uh, so now you're reinforcing the positive things that have happened. And yeah. anyone listening, when you reinforce that, when you reinforce the negative, that builds your nervous system. Uh, when you reinforce the positive, like what Karen was just saying, that uh, re that builds your positive uh, nerve fibers, I guess, for, for lack of a better word. Karen, my gosh, there's so much more we could talk about, but uh, kind of to, to start wrapping this up, is yeah. there anything that you would like to add that, that you haven't had a chance to say on anything, or if you had one to, to summarize what you've said up to this point, what, what would you tell people? If you want to, if you want to live a free life and you want to feel happy and joyous, you have to be authentic about who we are. And the first yeah. thing you have to do is get in touch with yourself, the messages and what you actually do truly think about yourself, because what we think about ourselves is how we live our life. Yes, that's huge. How we think about ourselves. And like you in the beginning uh, was a lot of that, that inner critic, that negative voice. Yeah. And you've learned to reprogram it to think positively. But it was a challenge, like you said, you used the word struggle. It was a struggle, but it was a good struggle. Yeah. 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 I think all struggle is good struggle if we think about it, because look at obviously where you are now today and, and who you are now today. So uh, Karen, if, if somebody wants to reach out to you, contact you, you've got a website, you've got a, you've got a neat challenge going on right now too. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, so I, I my website is Karen's Coaching Corner, and that's uh, K Corner with a K, so uh, KCK, uh, where you can book a call with me. We can do a fifteen minute discovery call, or we I'll actually I do free sessions for people if they want to take a look and come on, and I'll you know talk about their confidence. I will tailor stream this for. I, it's not just for anybody. I don't say here this is what you need, but I listen to what you say and can offer three, two to three suggestions to help improve somebody's confidence. Um, right now I have a 30 day confidence challenge going on where it's through email and I send out 
um, certain emails, but it's for you to do something every day so that once in 30 days come, your confidence is increased. And the reason why I chose confidence is I truly believe that you need to have the confidence if you're not meeting your goals, whether that's personal or in business, it's you need to improve your confidence so that you can be make those bold moves so that you can be successful. Whether it's to ask, confront the DeBosk, ask for the raise, start a business, you know, whatever, whatever, all of it, you know, uh, talk to your partner or, or deal with a family member that's difficult to deal with. All of those things require the confidence that we can make those move, those bold moves, you know. And that 30 day confidence challenge, someone can get access to that on your website, Karen. Yes, they can. It's on the first page. I've got a few freebies on there and that's one of them. Okay. I'll put that in, in the show notes for, for anybody Thank you. listening. Karen, this has been a true pleasure. Like I said, you motivate me, you inspire me. I, I love Thank meeting you, Brad. people like you. And yeah, I'm definitely, I'm just not going to ask, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have you back on my podcast. Because <laughs> I would really like to to spend more time getting into the mindset piece, the confidence piece, and, and the wellness piece and all yes. that you do. But I really want to to share your story with the world just because of where you were. I talk about going from who you are to that person that you're meant to be. And, and you have obviously done that. But again, for anybody listening, it's not like you just snap your fingers and happens. It's not like it's easy peasy or whatever. Yeah. It's a struggle. You know, as Karen said, it's been a struggle for me and in a lot of different aspects, but ultimately I came out better. Karen, you have, you have come out better. Uh, so anyone listening, yeah, when you go through the fire, as they say, keep going, you, you might get burned a little bit, but it's better than staying in the fire. Uh, a lot of people tend to stay in the fire because fear holds them back or, or whatever. They don't see that higher vision of themselves. Karen, thank you very much for anybody listening. Do me a solid. If you like this episode, please share it far and wide. The more people we can expose to the, to what Karen's message is and everything she had to say here today, the better. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please hit that subscribe button. Leave me a five-star review. I would super appreciate it. And as I always say, until next time, be well, be safe, be happy. And I always say eat some ice cream. That's another story for another time. But uh, thank you, Karen. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. For more information on how you can work with me, my products and books, including my all-new book, The Slow Easy, A Beginner's 12-Week Guide for Getting Fit and Healthy and Running Your First 5K, visit my website at www.trainingwithcoachbrad.com. This book introduces a whole new method to being fit and healthy, something I call The Slow Easy. Be sure and look for that. You can also find all of my social media handles there, trainingwithcoachbrad.com. And remember, if you like what you have heard, please pay it forward by hitting the subscribe button, sharing this with a friend, and leaving me a five-star review.